0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, Please consider subscribing. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's still me and David, but for this one, David's going to be my amen chorus. It's going to be like a good, good old Methodist meeting here, and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be pointing to David for amen every now and then. Over the last week or so, I've had a couple of different articles and pieces come up in the news that kind of tweaked my nose a little bit. And I wanted to reach out to our listeners and be able to give you some talking points when people say stupid things about alternative energy. And so I don't watch, what is it, Family Guy really grinds my gears or something. And so this is going to be an episode along those lines. And it started out actually... I don't even know if you do. You even get the Webster County paper? What's the Webster County, the local?
1: I don't get the paper. I get my deal that I'm always tweaked about is on the Missouri Rural Missourian.
0: Okay, so anyhow, the, the local paper has this little thing, and it was an image of of a big wind farm with solar panels, and it was it went into the whole, you know, wind bad, solar bad. Biden bad, Trump good. I mean, it really, it really was. You know, it was Uncle Joe, give me my money, that sort of thing. And I, I try to just—we don't want to get into politics on the podcast because everybody's got their own deal, and that's fine. So, but it just kind of tweaked me because we're we're here in Seymour. The census here is there's 1,800 people in Seymour. Our little store gives a lot of people here in the local city employment. And of all the things that somebody could pick to kind of jab in the eye, is a business that really supports the community, <laughs> right? You know, and you know we do we do scholarships, yeah, we do, we do. Yeah. STEM program, and all that. And somebody wants to of all the things you just put in the newspaper is just a blurb about us. So that kind of riled me up, and I just I let that ride for a little bit, and then yesterday I get in the the yeah. rural, Missouri. rural Missouri, yeah. There's an article in here of Epic Failure. It's by Robert Bryce. It's an article. Have you read it yet?
1: I've started reading it at home, yeah. It's no,
0: about it's about the Texas blackouts. Right. And I was reading through it. And to be fair, rural Missouri is put out by. It's put out by CMO, isn't it? Is it it's put out
1: By It's put out by the co ops of Missouri.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. So, so it's. So CMO, yeah.
1: Electric, all the co ops.
0: And, you know, I mean. If I'm going to read something that's, I don't need to go out and search for something that's going to make me angry. This but, comes to you <laughs> free. It, because we are sub, subs, we, we do have yeah, power that we subscribe to. Yeah. So anyhow, I, w- I just saw this article, and the whole Texas thing was really something that impacted us a great deal, similar to the way Puerto Rico, that impacted us a great deal. And so I started taking a look. And while I was hoping it would be you know, a good article about what happened and everything. Of course, we had to go into wind and solar bad, coal pretty, you know, natural gas pretty, and, you know, how horrible the wind and solar investment is. And so now I'm kind of full-on irked (laughs) because there's just... And I'm just going to put it like this. It's just stupid because... People go off, and it's kind of one of those things where they heard something from somebody who said something, who said something, that there was a stupid remark made on the news that was a stupid remark copied from somebody else who doesn't actually check into anything to understand what's going on here. And first and foremost, speaking to our customers and our our folks who really support us, I don't know that any of our people have you know, are motivated by the subsidies and all of that that go on with it. I think they no. just, I mean, if you ask a Texan who was out of power, I bet you could probably care less whether they were out of power. The only thing they care, or excuse me, they care about is a subsidy. The only thing they care about is their power and how to make sure that happens again. I can tell you that our our customers in Puerto Rico feel that way. Mm. So as I kind of got onto this, and again, it, <laughs> it ground my gears, I wanted to throw out some numbers for you, being the numbers guy here, as to really kind of how stupid these arguments are, and this really baseless, and just taking, you know, some of the, the play that's in this article here, and I think you can find this. I don't think that this article, I think what they're saying is it wasn't written just for our co-op. I think this was, I think it was a nationally syndicated article. Okay. So I think you can find it. It's Epic Failure by Robert Bryce, but... So there's a couple things that I wanted to, and I apologize for reading to you, but I want to get some things exactly right. And so the first thing that I'm going to throw out a couple things here, and then we're going to come back and kind of underscore and use this guy's information to kind of whack him upside the head with what his own stuff is. He says, when the ERCOT grid, which it doesn't ever say what ERCOT is. I'm going to assume that's the Texas. That's the
1: Texas so, grid. Yeah, it'd be like the um, Cleet or whoever. Yeah,
0: Semen or something like that. It was on the brink of collapse on February 15th. The $66 billion, and that's the investment in wind and solar, was worth next to nothing. There was no solar production, and of the 31,000 megawatts of wind capacity installed in the ERCOT, only about 5,400 megawatts or roughly 17% of that capacity was available when the grid operator was shedding load to prevent the state's grid from going dark. So 17%. It's an interesting number. We're going to kind of even circle back to that. And he goes on and and obviously tells you know how bad weather-dependent energy is. Now, all the while, talking about how terrible it is in the context of This, I'm assuming it was generally a coal, (laughs) it's a coal-powered grid, is going down and went down. But somehow, 17% of the wind and solar is the bad part. Yeah. So, he he, comes.
1: And he states in there that there was zero solar production. That's 100% false.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be, I don't even know how you could. 100% false. How you could even do that. Then he goes on, and so what he, what he really, apparently, what grinds his gears is that between 2010 and 2029, which just for the record, 2029 hasn't happened yet, unless we're really slow in getting the podcast, which is possible, <laughs> though not probable, those tax credits will cost the federal treasury about $140 billion. Now, that's the, that's the tax credits... I'm assuming he's saying the 26% and whatever else that right now that we're that you're getting. Okay. So we're gonna call it 7 billion a year. Right? If I did my math right. Mm-hmm. So 7 billion a year. Now, by their own admission, right? If you look around and I don't know that he says it in here. It is one of the interesting things. I think he does not say it in here anywhere. What they always fail to point out in any of these articles is that all of the fossil fuels are subsidized heavily you can go out and for one in the general if you go out and just easily google it you're going to see on most articles that you're going to get quoted that it's a direct subsidy of 20 billion a year and that's direct right i mean that's and i think even if you go to like the and I forget one of the sites that I went to, but it's like the Coal Lobby website. Right. On the face of their webpage, there is a link that says, here's where you go to get your subsidy. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean – I don't either. You know, but don't come and just right. thumb me in the eye because we have a subsidy. But when right. you're like yeah. full on having a subsidy, that's I mean you
1: Corn farmer getting mad at the wheat farmer because he's getting a subsidy. Yeah,
0: I mean, come on, when guys. He gets let's, it as well. <laughs> so, so in one of the articles that I found, there was an estimate of another eleven point five that went into that. So it raised it to like thirty one point five billion a year. And this is the most incredibly conservative number that exists on this. So, if you just took that math and you said, "There's," A $31.5 billion subsidy for fossil fuels and a $7 billion subsidy for wind and solar. Guess what number that almost puts you at? It puts you at almost like 17, 18%. So that is 17 or 8% of that number, which oddly enough goes back to that number that we were talking about before, where he was saying that the horrible wind production. Was only seventeen percent of what they could do. Now I know this is this is kind of playing fast and furious with the numbers and just, but it, it was just saying, if you accept this premise, he's saying that, as he puts it, big wind and big solar contributed seventeen percent.
1: He actually says that, if I recall, that wind did. He said solar contributed zero.
0: Well, false. Okay, so yeah, so, hundred <laughs> percent so, false. So if I take the 17% and then I apply that to my subsidy numbers, well, and when and solar is getting a 17% cut of the subsidy number, I ain't got a problem with that. Now, here's the rub, though. So this, what really kind of comes in is there is actually an IMF report, International Monetary Fund. Now, we can all decide, I mean, the politics of this and, you know, what have you. Again, I'm not going down any no. of the – I'm not going down the Fox News or MSNBC rabbit holes here, okay? I'm telling you, there is an IMF working paper. It is called the Global Fossil Fuel Subsidies Remain Large, an Update Based on Country-Level Estimates. Now, it says estimates. I don't have a problem with that, okay, because the numbers that we're going to talk about are so stupid this was done in May of 2019 and what the IMF estimates are in absolute terms the largest subsidizer in 2015 and again I know this is going back 2015 was China at 1.4 trillion this is subsidies followed by the United States 649 billion, Russia 551 billion, the EU 289, India 209 billion. Now, on one hand, I got a number that says 20 billion that's direct. I'm looking at another number over here that says 649 billion. Even if we took 10% of that number. Even if we said the IMF number was stupid off by 90 percent, they're crazy. They're counting, you know, whatever. Then it's still, you know, it's still time and time over of what little piddling amount that we are subsidizing the wind and solar. And I would throw one other thing out here is the wind and solar almost sunsetted, Yes. It, it was scheduled to sunset, and it only got a reprieve in the last few months of the year. And nobody said anything even remotely about sunsetting the subsidies for fossil fuels. There was none.
1: And remember, this isn't just to large corporations that we're talking about, that these subsidies or this tax tax rebate is for, it is for the common person. It is to the person we're talking to right now. You can also apply for it if you buy wind and solar. Yeah. So this isn't just, oh, these big corporations are getting all this money. This is the common person that's putting solar yeah. or wind on their home.
0: Yeah, you can't go, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Now, I haven't looked at it, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you can apply for an, a subsidy. Anybody that's hearing this on our podcast cannot go out and apply For a coal subsidy or a natural gas subsidy. I would be willing to bet you a patty melt at Rusty Spur that you would get laughed out of of the building if you try to do this. So this is just, as I said, this just kind of really torques me off when we have these just ludicrous claims that somehow and that somehow that makes... The whole thing I forget the I never was on the debate team or whatever, but it's because of that, then the whole thing is silly and stupid. I mean, right. you know, I, just, I know you just do you demean the whole yeah. you demean the whole thing just because oh my gosh, that's just so silly. There's even a you know, you guys get a little subsidy for it to try. You know, it always helps to talk with our customers who come in and or write us back or goes out and does the reviews for us to say, hey, You know, you made a real difference in our life and how, you know, we were able to do this and do that and and live an independent life and, you know, not be be beholding to. And again, one of the things this article that he talks about as a solution, and I chuckled in myself and see if I can find it here real quick, is that one of his solutions was for the government to they, they needed more government. Regulation and to step in and do more to find it exactly, but it was you know you look at that and you think
1: they're efficient yeah they're, they're how, one of the most efficient people in how, the world
0: yeah. how many times has that <laughs> been the you know yeah. the best solution to have when yeah. I would say even particularly when there is a when there has has been and is a good private sector solution that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, you've got something here. Here you go. This is what he said. So what must happen to assure reliability and resilience? Now, what kills me is and again, I know I'm reading a I'm reading a magazine. <laughs> so, I can't get too <laughs> too excited because I'm I'm but I'm going to read to you. And what saddens me is that his first point should have been would be first, you know, the first thing is that people have to take their own self-reliance as top priority. Right. I mean that would be the that would be the simple first thing, but instead, here's what he says is the first thing. And foremost, the state must step up its oversight and regulation of the energy sector. The electric grid and natural gas grids have merged. The February blackouts proved again that the electric and gas grids are deeply intertwined and interdependent. And he goes on to cite about Enron going bankrupt and some of this other stuff, and it it just, it's a jaw-dropper that somehow, you're going to assume somebody with some kind of credentials writes an article and is so slanted against, you know, an industry that is so excited about helping people become... Self-reliant, and their top-notch solution is more government. So, like I said, (laughs) a little bit different podcast today. (laughs) Yeah, more government—that's
1: just what we need. That's just—that's the solve all to everything. What he doesn't note in there, by the way, and this Mm -hmm. is from an article I read in Solar World. I can't quote the—I didn't look at the guy's name. Oh,
0: so so are you about this guy?
1: No, it's it's a total different. Oh, different article. Different article. So, in solar world, it's a publication that that we receive here at the store. The cost of producing a new coal fire plant and or natural gas fire plant that to produce electricity versus the same megawatt kilowatt of solar, if you was to oh, make yeah. produce we, the we same this. produce the same is twenty two times greater than to produce the same amount of electricity with solar. Twenty-two times greater. So if it was going to be a hundred million dollar project, take that times twenty two, and I can't even do the math of that. That's how <laughs> much it's going to cost. And you get at the end, you get the same result. You get X amount of energy coming from that plant. I mean that's that's just it. Solar takes a fifth less people to run a solar plant versus running a coal-fired plant and/or a yeah. natural gas plant, he is slanted so far, for whatever reason that he has. He's just—I know the reason he has—and you and Wes and I yeah. have talked about this before. If you were to go ask CenturyLink and the landline providers of the United States, if you could have done something different,
0: yeah, to keep cell to service, keep cell
1: phones out of people's hands, what would you have done? You would have immediately said, went out and said okay, we need subsidies so we can reduce our rates so we can take that out of people's hands. That's where the electric providers are afraid that we're going. They're afraid that we're going to self-reliance when so long we've been relying upon them. So I sure don't understand why this guy, I don't want to be re- relying upon anybody, not the electrical grid, not the government for Dargon sure. So why do I want to have somebody get into something I don't want to be relying? For them anyway, and then put another person on board that I sure don't want to be relied upon because they've never proven that they can do anything efficiently to me. So you know, yeah, when you read these I, articles. I, I'm I'm
0: right with what I
1: didn't get to say them in the middle. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and the that- and
0: the thing you know, and I would just I would even say this. I think the thing that I would be most supportive of. I mean, if those numbers are true, if it's six hundred forty nine billion, or it's five hundred billion, or it's fifty billion. You know what? I give up our subsidy. You give up your subsidy. Only thing I ask is leave us alone. Right. You know what? Don't regulate us out. Don't make it hard for people to put solar on their house. Don't mark the deck against us.
1: That's the whole premise. I mean, I, we just had ju- it just Just a second. They do not want to become the dinosaur. They do not want to become the person that says, we used to be great. We At one time, we controlled, and now we don't because people can— do it themselves they can you know you hear all these facts and these deals that say well if we had to produce enough electricity with solar to power all the homes in the united states you know it would take up so many acres what you don't think about what you didn't put in perspective on that is most homes take 30 to 35 solar panels that can be fit upon your roof that is already taken up because your home was already sitting there
0: yeah I mean,
1: So I you're not taking there. up any extra room if everybody puts solar on their home. Electricity's problem solved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean at just- that
1: point, the grid is just a little bit of a backup. It's a backup generator in case we're not producing enough is what it is. And so, you know, this whole, you know, well, it takes up fields and fields for all this wind energy. That's because everybody's relying upon it. So as Wes said earlier, the first and foremost thing is would be become well, reliant upon yourself, not and, not others.
0: And you think what they've done is because I forget where it was. I was reading recently. I know it was, it was the farmers were against it. Well, you had that same situation where you had a, a power collective that's wanting to come in and buy land just to put that on there. Right. And guess what? It's not needed. You don't you don't need to buy a hundred acres and then yeah, take the farmers out of the equation and and stick solar panels out there. Yeah, would be aggravated too if I had you know, if I had tried to buy my, my acreage out there and I couldn't buy it because there's a bunch of stupid solar panels out there. But if you just said, Well, you know what, if you know, David, if you had your solar panels and Wes you had your solar panels and Sam had your solar panels, then we don't have to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the,
1: yeah, you mean, when you're talking about all these hundreds but, of thousands of acres.
0: But now they're using that as an argument. Well, well. the farmers don't even want it. Farmers hate it. Farmers think this. Oh. It, was, it was my mom. My mom was talking about that down in Florida. That's where it was. They were, the farmers were banding together. To try And it's because, again, they're trying to do this in a way that just, again, slants against us.
1: And by the way, reality check for I'm a farmer, been one all my life. <laughs> my dad was a farmer. Was to the day he died. My brother's a farmer. All my family farms.
0: A huge amount of our customers are farmers.
1: <laughs> there's not one of us that's against against <laughs> this. There's every one of us that want this. That there's every one of us that have this on their homes right now that are using it in some capacity, maybe just to power their shop that they don't want to have to run and pay a electric company twenty to twenty five dollars just to have a meter setting there that they use ten kilowatts of electricity a month that they paid literally a dollar for the, the electricity and they pay 25 just because they have a meter sitting there, you know? So it's very, you know, so the farmer's banding together. Okay. Maybe in some other, some other part of the area, but it's not in our area. And like Wes said, come in on a daily basis, just come in and stay the day with us yeah. and there's listen you. to the phone calls. And the, We're not a bunch of, you know, yeah, hippie green people that, yeah. you know, that think that coal bad, you know, we are just trying to provide a need for people that have a need, either being that they can't get electricity to the place or it's so cost prohibitive to get there, we provide that need for them. Or maybe they just want to do what Wes said earlier and become relying upon nobody but themselves. And that, in my opinion, is the greatest thing.
0: I've, always, I've said it and said it 100 times, I don't mean any disrespect. There's, there's more pickup trucks than Priuses in our parking lot That's any exactly day of the week. Right. All right. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats.